Hello, everyone, and welcome to and Let's Be Heard for Tuesday, February 15th, 2022. I'm Mike Chopley. Okay, it's a very, very, I hope you all had a great Valentine's Day, uh, but there's a lot to talk about. Justin Trudeau had a great Valentine for Canadians. On Valentine's Day, Justin Trudeau gave Canadians quite the red heart-shaped Valentine. It's a Valentine message you can't fit on one of those little Valentine candies. And I have here 38 seconds of Trudeau talking in the way I've always mentioned the way he talks, in that very calm, effete way, with such evil and vileness and, and just, just total, total insanity beneath it. I mean, you talk about someone talking in a passive-aggressive style. This guy is the textbook definition. Well, he's a textbook definition of a lot of things. Sociopath, passive-aggressive, now fascist. Here's just 38 seconds of him. There was a two-minute clip, and I couldn't take it. So here's a 38-second clip of Justin Trudeau talking about the emergency powers. The emergency, Canadian emergency alert powers he had to put into effect on Valentine's Day against his own citizens. People have gone from uh, protesting and disagreeing with those measures to limiting and blocking the freedoms of their fellow citizens, hurting jobs, hurting lives and livelihoods, endangering public safety, and weakening our country, not just right now, but for times to come in the eyes of our most important trading partners. Oh, this guy is a sicko. I mean, what a sicko. Listen to that voice. Listen to that. Listen to the voice. Listen to the cadence of the voice. They're putting our fellow citizens at risk. At risk. Now, this is very important. You'd think the guy would have... A normal person who's not a total sociopath like Dustin Trudeau is. By the way, I've now... He's the winner. He's the winner. He's, the, he's worse than Biden. He's worse than Newsom. Justin Trudeau is the winner. I don't think Biden or Newsom can one-up Trudeau. Well, this is not over yet. Just because mask mandates are ending this week uh, for some of California and many other places, except for children, and in some places children too, doesn't mean this is going to end. This is, this is only going to get worse. Believe me, they're only going to up the vaccine mandates and vaccine passports more now because they've dropped masks. And the, and the, the total uh, uh, choking of our economy it's only going to get worse now. Trust me. It only gets worse from here. It's not going to get better. So this guy here has to be the worst. He's, he's the worst. Absolutely the worst of all of them. Of all of them. Look at what's happened over the last two years and now what's happening with the truckers. So if you put all this stuff together, it's pretty passionate stuff, right? So, uh, I mean, at least, look, at least talk like Joe Biden. Come on, man. Come on, Jack. Get something. There's no... There's no empathy for what's happened in his voice. No empathy for what he's done to Canadian people over the last years. And no empathy for what's happening now to his country. Whether you agree with the protest or not, it's something fundamental happening. Something big. And this has been two years of this now, basically. And yet he talks like, well, is it very bad? Come on, give me a fucking break, man. Give me a break. All right, you sociopath, you sick, evil sociopath. So this is all because he put in these emergency powers today. Yesterday. On Valentine's Day. 
where he can basically do whatever he wants. He can basically do whatever he wants to people who protest now and to these specifically truckers, the truckers' convoy. And we call it the truckers' convoy because it started as a truckers. It started as 50 miles of trucks, tens of thousands of trucks. But now it's truckers and other people who aren't truckers. They don't like to talk about that. Even though there's nothing wrong with truckers and everything right with them, even though they tried to vilify them. These are truckers and people who are not truckers now, who are joining in with them. So it's, it's everything. It's a, it's a total coalition, dare I say rainbow coalition of people. And of course this once fringe minority, he called it a fringe minority. If it's such a fringe minority, why do you have to invoke powers that have never been invoked? If it's just a fringe few people, buddy, why do you have to invoke powers that have never been invoked before in the history of your fucking country? You liar. You little son of a bitch. So you see, now he can do anything he wants. He can use the military against them. He can use the police. They can, be, they can be arrested. The police can arrest people at will, throw them in jail, shoot them. Yeah, that's next. Trust me. They can do whatever they want. They can freeze their accounts. That's what he's done. Him and big banks have freezed a big government in cahoots with big banks, have freezed people's bank accounts so you can't contribute to them. They can't have money anymore. Everything, anything fascist he can do now. Because he says so. This is the problem. This is why there should be no such thing as emergency powers for anybody, any one person, because they can use them whenever they want without any kind of legislature, with any kind of judicial support, nothing. One person, one elected person, should not be able to invoke emergency powers on millions and millions of people. It just should not be allowed. It should not exist. It doesn't need to exist. If there's a real emergency, the legislature can convene. The Congress can convene and make a law and declare an emergency with the enough votes of the majority. Not one fucking person. That's the problem. The system is the problem. It is not a a democratic system. It's a dictatorial system. It's an authoritarian system. It's a fascist system. It's a system that allows fascism to come. It allows fascism to grow. It allows fascism to exist. Now, this same son of a bitch, fascist Trudeau, had no problem, once again, in the summer of 2020, with the weeks and weeks of protests, the bombings, the rapings, the lootings, the stealings, the, the, the destruction of property. And he talks, we have to worry. He has the nerve, the fucking nerve, to say he's worried about the destruction of the economy. Are you kidding me? What did the, pro- what did the BLM protests do when they burned down businesses? Small business, that helped your economy? What have you done for the last two years when you locked down? As it was proven, these lockdowns killed people, didn't help people, killed people, and destroyed the economy. And the vaccine passports that are killing the economy, killing small businesses, killing tourism, and the mess, which have killed the economy, killing tourism. Killing small businesses. You did it for two years. And you have the nerve to say they've done this for two weeks? They're doing it? Not you? Them? You little bastard. I like to punch him right in his nose. The guy was a boxer. I like to go one round with him without Secret Service. Even though I'm sure he doesn't have much Secret Service. Not like here. But one round out of security. Me and him. It can be public. There can be lights. There can be cameras. Me and him one round of the former boxer. Tough guy boxer. I wonder if he'd agree to that. One-on-one. No cops, no security. Of course, it would be Canada. We do it in Canada. We do it on his turf. And of course, that means there are no, there's no spectators allowed, right? Because they're still not allowing spectators. Fucking morons. 
I mean, insane, total insanity, total insanity. We're talking about the Ukraine. We're talking about the Ukraine. We need to invade Canada. These are, these are true human rights violations. These are true civil rights violations. And in fact, it says in this order that this order allows him to violate civil rights. In other words, this order makes civil rights extinct. There are no civil rights. They're neutralized. As there should ever be an order that allows that by one person, one elected person in a minority government. He has a minority government. Now, I am seeing some backlash from many in the media, including some on the center-left media. Not the extreme-left media. They're total fascists. We'll talk about that more later. But I'm seeing a lot of the centrist media, the independent media, center-left media, even like the Toronto Sun and such that are coming out against this. That are saying, look, even if you disagree with the protests, even if you love mandates, you can't do this. This is a bridge too far, as they say. And for Canadians, when they say a bridge too far, that means you've gone too far. This little... Pipsqueak, this cavon. This should have happened year. This should have happened two years ago. This should have happened two years ago. As soon as these lockdown happened, should this should have happened? But these people had patience, more patience than I had. Canadians had too much patience. Had people like me wondering what had happened to that country. This is this is a long time coming here. A long time coming. These are just the chickens finally coming home to roost for this guy. And he's afraid to even meet with them. He's afraid to even meet with them. He's not an adult. He's a child. He's treating he's like a child. He doesn't have the maturity to even sit down with people and ask them what they want, where they can meet. And all he has to simply do is drop the mandates. Drop the mandates that have not worked. Drop the mandates that have been dropped in many countries around the world. Drop the mandates they never had in places like Sweden. Drop the mandates that have not worked, that we know, study after study after study after short study, has proven they don't work. Just drop them. You drop the mandates, it's over. That's how you end it, Justin. That's how you end it. You drop the mandates. They're not asking for 500 terrorists to be released. They're not asking for, to, to be allowed to have nuclear arsenals. They want the mandates dropped. Drop the mandates, you little piece of shit. And then it's over. So yes, Justin Trudeau is the fascist winner. He wins, he wins. Barring something else happening from Newsom or, or Biden, I can't see how anyone, I, I can't see how Newsom, Biden, or any other politician can top this now. He wins. Did he want to win? He won. Ding, ding, ding. You won, buddy. You are the fascist of fascists. You are the Hitler wannabe winner. You beat Macron. You beat Newsom. You beat Biden. You beat them all. You beat Hochul. You beat Whitmer. You beat everybody. You beat Pritzker. You win. You beat even the guy in Australia. Remember we thought Australia was the worst? Canada just said, hold my beer. Trudeau just said, hold my beer. Hold my beer. And you said the New World Order and the Great Reset were, were conspiracy theories, huh? The conspiracy theorists are right once again. Big government in cahoots with big business, big media, big tech, big pharma. They said it two years ago. They said it was happening two years ago, and you said they were crazy. 
You said this would never happen. You said what's happening today in Canada would never happen. You said what Trudeau's doing today would never be done, would never come to this. It wasn't possible. It was a sick conspiracy theorist. That's what you said, people. That's what you said. Let's take a sip of water. I don't think Justin Trudeau would have much secret service. That reminds me of a story. I'm going to, I'm going to digress a little bit here because we've done, I've done 12 minutes of anger. I'm incredibly angry. I'm incredibly angry. But several years ago, uh, under a better prime minister, an actual non-fascist named Jean Chrétien, we, um, I, was in, I was in Ottawa. In fact, I'm looking at these videos of these truckers protesting, and I'm seeing – I used to love Ottawa. I used to go there all the time. Great food, nice people. What did, what a, what, what did, how did Justin Trudeau destroy the – Justin Trudeau destroyed his country, his father spinning in his grave. I know a lot of people have problems with his father and communism, but come on. Come on. I don't even think his father would have done this. He has soiled his family name. Even if it had been soiled before, he has totally taken a dump on it, taken a shit on it. Anyway, back when I was in Ottawa and it was a nice place and Jean Chrétien was the prime minister, I went to a bookstore, and this was a bookstore in the in – the, Right there, by the, by the, by the capital there, the, the, in Ottawa, the nation's capital. And it was a little bookstore, and I was about to go in the bookstore, and all of a sudden, I see Jean Chrétien walking. I was like, holy shit, the problem, I can't believe that, I've seen the prime, I mean, I think I had only gone to that area once, and the one time I'm there, the prime minister's there. I mean, it was, it was incredible. And one guy walking with him, I said, wait a minute. How can that be the prime minister with one security guard? Sure enough, one security guard, one guy, one person. Imagine the president of the United States having one Secret Service person walking with him. Anyway, so I, I was about to go in the bookstore, and they, and, they, and they said to me, oh, please. They said, oh, the Secret Service guy said to me, oh, we're sorry to bother you, but the prime minister needs to look for a book and we have to close the bookstore to everybody. Can you just sit here for a second? He's just going to take two minutes. So they had me sit literally five feet away. I could have gone up to him and shook his hand. I'm sure he I could have gone up to him and given him a hug. No one would have cared. I was sitting five feet away. There's like a little bench five feet away from this bookstore. They said, can you please sit here? So I'm sitting there and I'm watching him pass by me five feet away. Goes into the bookstore. They close the bookstore. He looks for a book, buys it, leaves. And they said, okay, nope, you can go in the bookstore now. I was shocked. I was totally shocked at the difference between the United States and Canada. I mean, right then it felt like a very small country. And we know it's only 35 or 38 million people, smaller than the state of California, but it really felt like that on that day. Anyway, that's my little Jean Chrétien story. Um, oh, I wish I was, I wish I was Justin, I wish I was now, I wish I was Trudeau with his one security guard. He probably, he probably walks around with 30 security guards. Chrétien only wanted one. This guy probably needs 30, this, this tough guy, this little Hitler. <clears throat> but that's what's happening in Canada. It's, it's crazy. It's just insane. It's, 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 beyond, it's, it's beyond any rational thinking that this could happen. That this could happen. But we've gotten to a point now where a government, any government, be it the Australian government, be it the United States government, the Canadian government, if they disagree, if the government powers that be disagree with a protest, they simply label it domestic terrorist, 
insurrectionist, white supremacist, and they squash it. I want you to think about that. I know a lot of people out there think they're above everything. Well, I would never be part of it. No, you will be one day, baby. You will be. You will be. You'll be doing a protest for health care, all right? Or your little BLM crap once everyone turns on that. If they ever have the nerve to. It could be anything. You could be doing a protest for whatever it may be. Would you want that? Would you want it if there was a Republican in office here in this country and you're doing a, a protest for, if you're doing a, a right, you know, health care for all march or a march against, uh, you know, uh, if you, a pro-choice march? Would you want that? Would you want the government to label you a terrorist? The Republican president to label you a terrorist or an insurrectionist? Because you disagree with them and they disagree with you? Because they'll have the right to do that now. They'll have every right to do that. We haven't seen a Republican do it yet, which reminds me, uh, all this all this stuff that Trudeau's, Trudeau's doing now, this is what the left said Trump was going to do. What Trudeau was doing, this is what the left said Trump would be and Trump would do. And of course, he never did it. But Biden's done some of it and Newsom's done some of it and Trudeau's doing it big time now. Big time. Trudeau is acting exactly how the left thought Trump would be. Exactly. But not a peep from them. Not a peep from them, which made me tweet something today. You know, I'll be sitting around and I'll be on social media watching the news. And I'll think about something. And I wrote this. That progressives, progressives in quote, and their leader at Senator Sanders have been totally silent about the fascist overreach of Justin Trudeau against hardworking blue-collar workers shows you how full of shit their anti-establishment movement is. Total fake phonies and frauds. And they are. And they are. So they are the resistance when it's convenient. They are the resistance when it's easy. They are the resistance when it's BLM. They are the resistance when it's all cops or bastards. That's when they're the resistance. But when our civil liberties, our civil rights, our human rights are being taken away from us day by day, they're no longer the resistance, are they? Because they're fakes. They are fakes. Absolute fakes. The last two years proves it. When something this big, this profound happens. And, you know, I, I was nice by saying they're silent. They've been silent about this latest thing. But they've been, actually haven't been silent at all. They've been on the side of big government. They've been on the side of the establishment. That have been on the side of big pharma. So is, it, is this the deal? So you just, take, you just take it from the establishment? You just take it from the establishment? You take it from people who are your quote-unquote betters? Whatever they want to do to you? Whenever they want to do it to you, as long as they want to do it to you, that's resisting? You take it until they say, we don't have to take it anymore? Is that resisting? It's pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. What's happened to the progressive movement. This really proves that this progressive movement really is one of the fakest movements, one of the most fraudulent movements ever. Ever. Hands down. And this is from a guy who voted for Sanders twice. 
and I'm ashamed I ever did. I can't tell you how. I can't. I don't want to get into it. I can't tell you how how many how much money I gave him, how much blood, sweat, and tears I put in his two campaigns. Two years ago, almost two years ago to the day. In fact, it probably was about two years ago to the day. I was in Nevada, cheering him on at the Nevada debate. There for the Nevada caucus, which he won easily. Just before his campaign came to a crashing end because of Jim Clyburn. What I put in, what, what many of us put into his campaigns, and this is what we get. As I tweeted it, so the idea is just to take it as long as your betters want you to. Quite the resistance, eh? The progressive movement could be the most fraudulent in history, and this is coming from a two-time Sanders voter. <sighs> yeah, I was crazy on Twitter today. Justin Trudeau just set me off. He totally set me off. All right, we'll talk more about that, I'm sure, tomorrow. I'm sure there'll be more developments. I'm afraid what the developments will be, but I'm sure there'll be more developments. Right now, from what I understand, this is good. The truckers say they're going to hold the line. Hold the line, truckers. Hold the line up there. You know what it's a boot, eh? Remember when that was like the, the thing? I mean, that was like the, the, the most we'd hear about Canada. We'd make fun of how they talk. Look what's happening now. Look what's happening now. Of course, everyone makes fun of the way I talk, too. What a shame. It was a great country. I lived in Montreal for two years. It was, it was a great place to live, so European, free and open. And look what happened. Look at what's happened. Although I, I, I do understand, I do want to mention, in, in fairness, that several of the, of the PMs are not going along with this emergency thing. They don't agree with it. They don't agree with a lot. Remember, he's the minority party. So the majority party doesn't really agree with any of this stuff. But unfortunately, he has that ridiculous emergency power that he should not have, that no leader should have. All leaders should be stripped of emergency powers. We have seen that over the last two years. There should be no emergency powers granted to one individual effective uh, elected leader. And in some cases, a lot of non-elected leaders like Barbara Farrar and Sarah Cody here in California. And a guy I'm about to talk about, Mark Ghali, G-H-L-E-Y, the California state health czar. Newsom's right-hand man. When it comes to health decisions. But no, if you want a legislative body to be able to vote on it, that's one thing. But no one person should have these powers. And the last two years should be a lesson. We should learn this lesson and strip them of these powers. They should be stripped of these powers by the legislatures, by the Congress in the respective countries. Absolutely. Okay, so Mark Galley, who is the California health czar, is citing a bogus CDC study, a totally bogus CDC study, which every real doctor that I know knows is bogus and has been proven bogus. It has none of the uh, scientific backing of studies that have been done by, like, Stanford and John Hopkins. Quotes this bogus study, which claims, like, 60% effectiveness in masks, where most studies have shown basically zero effectiveness, less than 1% effectiveness. To show everyone why, he needs to keep children muzzled. 
Now, I'm going to have on uh, Ian Miller later this week, hopefully on Thursday's show, to talk about his book, Unmasked, which is doing very well. In fact, it's been selling out, uh, topping the charts in some countries. Uh, Unmasked, you can get on Amazon by Ian Miller, talking about how the masks have failed us. The masks have failed from day one, two years of mask failure. But we'll talk more about Mark Golley, because Ian wrote a, a Substack article about a week ago about this bogus CDC study, which Golly is quoting. By the way, the CDC themselves, this is, how, this is how horrible they are. This is how contradictory they are. They put out this bogus study, yet they still say cloth masks really didn't work. You have Liana Wen, who is a big... You have these cloth mask crazies for two years, finally admitting they, that they won't say they're wrong. They'll say the science changed, but that cloth masks don't work. And they say they certainly don't work now. And yet we have this Mark Ghali saying this is the reason why he has to keep children muzzled while everyone else doesn't have to wear a mask. Even though children are the lowest risk of COVID. Lowest risk. Near zero risk of death from COVID. Near zero. And of course we know of the, from these real studies the, how detrimental masks have been to children in many ways. Psychologically, mentally, physically. Now, all, all one needs to do is look. I don't really need studies from Mark Golly. I just need to look at him. All you need to do is look at him. Look at his face to know what he's all about. He wears who he is on the outside, let's say. I don't need any studies from this guy. I don't need any studies from this little shkivuz who wants to keep kids muzzled while people the Super Bowl, while 75,000 people go unmasked, breathing on top of each other. 75,000 people for hours and hours. They were there for like five hours, breathing on top of each other. Never mind the tailgates before, without masks. Yet children in a class, 20 children, 25 children need to be muzzled. Five days a week, six to eight hours a day. This is child abuse. This is why these people should not Not only should they not have their jobs, they should be in jail. When you abuse a child, you go to jail. That's called a crime. Child abuse is a crime. It's not something theoretical. It's not something you just lose your job over. You lose your job and you go to jail. That's why people like Gali should be in jail. In jail. I'm not, I'm not, this is not hyperbole. I'm not being hyperbolic here. This is real. He should be in jail. And people like him should be in jail. They have abused and tortured children for two years. People have abused and tortured children for a lot less than that and have gone to jail for for a very long period of time, if not life. This is two years of child abuse. Once again, just look at him. Just look at him. So yes, we are, where are we here? Tomorrow, today, today, Tuesday, is the last day of masking in some parts of California. Of course, not, the, not two of the largest cities, not Los Angeles and San Jose, but in the rest of California. Uh, today is the last day that uh, we have to wear masks. For now, for, the, the, for this round, for, the, for this round of torture, for this round of mandates. And uh, there are people here in San Francisco, and I'll, I'll talk about this as we move through the rest of this week and next week. There are people here who, who will keep them on forever. They will, and they've said that. They've said that. A friend of mine went into a cafe today and said to the 
waitress there, someone who works there. Oh, it'll be so good come Wednesday to see your face. She said, oh, not mine. No, no. I'm going to keep wearing them. And he said, when? Until it's safe or something, she said, whatever that means. He said, well, when is that? She goes, oh, I, I, I don't know. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. Is it when my betters tell me it's safe? Because they are now, aren't they? Aren't her betters telling her it's safe come Wednesday? It's not safe today, but it's safe tomorrow. Because <laughs> of science. Because science says it's not safe today, but tomorrow it's safe. Mark Golly said it's not safe on the 15th of February, but come the 16th of February, for adults, not children, it's safe. This is the science. It's not safe on the 15th, but it's safe on the 16th, but only for adults, only for the people who had the highest risk of COVID, not the people at the lowest risk of COVID. This is science. This is California science. People, as I've said before, this is what happens when you let shit liberals run your life. This is what happens when you live in a blue state. This is when you ha- happens when you say, run by shit libs. This is what happens. This is the logic you get. This is the common sense you get. You move there, you deserve it. So does that mean I deserve it? Does that mean I deserve this? On a final note, and I'll, we'll talk more about this, Joe Biden's approval, by the way, his negative approval, negative approval in 46 of 50 states. And in the swing states, his approval is in the trash. Even in California, shockingly enough, he's underwater. If he's underwater in California, goodbye, aloha on the steel guitar. <laughs> it's like 89, 90%, 95% maybe? I'll look at the, the exact numbers tomorrow. Dis, uh, disapproval with Republicans and about 65 to 70% disapproval with independents. So long, Joe. Anyway, that's uh, the Tuesday version of And Let's Be Heard. I'm Micah Shopley. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk again tomorrow.